the station I listen to in my car. The all-new 89.1 FM. Caicos. <clears throat> Welcome to the program Expressions. I'm your host, Robert Hall. I want to welcome all of my listeners around the Turks and Caicos and around the world on this somewhat overcast Friday morning. It is certainly nice to be down here in Providenciales broadcasting today from Studio B. And we're going to have a pretty interesting show. I have guests in the house, and depends on how long they want to stay. Uh, after that, we will have open line and discuss some local issues. But I want to say welcome to all of you wherever you are, whether abroad, up there in London, where there is a growing Turks and Caicos population, particularly students studying, I do hope you would do well and come back to serve your country. For those of you particularly on government scholarships, I think it's only fair that if the country has afforded you an education, that you come back and serve your country. It's a privilege that many, many elsewhere wish they had. I want to welcome other members of the diaspora in the United Kingdom, United States, Canada, and the Caribbean area, particularly next door, the Bahamas, where there are thousands of individuals who are either Turks and Caicos Islanders or are of Turks and Caicos Islands heritage. Of course, I want to welcome all of the people in the Turks and Caicos Islands. Whether you're over there in Salki, how are you doing, Salki? Shine, it was nice to see you yesterday. And certainly in the nation capital, I left there last night, everything was quiet and under control. How are you doing, Big South? I didn't get down to your regatta, but I heard it was a smash. Lots of people, lots of fun. Good morning to the twin islands of Middle and North Caicos. With the rain stepping in, I'm sure crabs are crawling. And you're getting some of that nice crab and rice with okra and all that kind of stuff and some dry conch thrown in there, getting it all together. And all of you over there on Pirate Key or Pine Key, welcome. And um, here in Providenciales, welcome to all of you. And anyone who may be over there on 
West Caicos or Amagris skis, all making up the beautiful by nature Turks and Caicos. Welcome. Let us begin the show with a word of prayer. Eternal God and our Father, we thank you for this brand new day. We are forever grateful for all your blessings that you have seen us individually and collectively through many trials of life. But each step of the way, you have helped us to surmount the obstacles in our way. We pray for your continuous guidance. We pray for the family of the late Bobby Fulford, who was a regular caller on expressions. We thank you for his life and his contribution. May you bless the family, comfort them as they mourn their loss. There are others throughout these islands who may be suffering similar fate. We pray that you'd extend your loving arms and bring comfort to them. Bless our teachers and all who assist our children in their development. Bless our children, whether at the primary or high school or community college level, that they would embrace the opportunities that are there. Help them to develop national pride, something that is so badly needed in this country. Bless us today, for we pray in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. I think the one was a Baptist prayer. <laughs> Good morning again. It is sure nice to be down here in Providenciales. I am not sure that he can hear me, but it is sure nice. I spent a few minutes with Mr. Franklin Lightburn, originally from Grand Turk, but now here in Providenciales where he was taxing for many years. Now he's retired. And, you know, it, it is amazing. Here is a gentleman who wanted to see me badly from last year. And we had a good chat. And during that chat, he could tell me so much about expressions. <laughs> it only says what this show means to a lot of people. And uh, he was able to answer some of the quiz that I posed about the country and, uh, in his view, corrected what he thought were wrong answers. And I'll share only two of them with you. I had asked the question, where did John Glenn, everybody should know, he was the first American to successfully orbit Earth. Yes, a Russian cosmonaut beat him to it. That was the first man to do it. But the first American to successfully orbit Earth was John Glenn. And he splashed down 28 miles east of Grand Turk. Now, the caller might have said that he splashed down in Grand Turk. So Mr. Lightburner said, no, he did not splash down in Grand Turk. He splashed down near the Marola Banks. That's east of Grand Turk. I said, yes, I've always said that, approximately 28 miles east of Grand Turk. 
Then there was a second question. What was the first major hotel on Providencialis? And you see, this is where, again, I wish it was possible for our youngsters to listen to this show because there is so much of our history and development that they take for granted mm -hmm. and do not understand where we're coming from. Prior to 1984, that 12-mile stretch Grace Bay Beach, often voted the number one beach in the world, had virtually nothing there. You might have seen a lone fisherman throwing his line out for bonefish, but not much more. Or someone walking the beach like they used to do from, for instance, the bite coming down to Turtle Cove. As with no, uh, not many vehicles, they walked. But anyway, the question was, what was the first major hotel? And many said, which I concurred with, was Club Med. But he says no. Now here's the technicality as far as he's concerned. He said it was Island Princess. Now yes, in my view, and not just my view, the fact is Island Princess came after Club Med. But his rationale for saying Island Princess was the first hotel and it may sound humorous to you. He said, Club Med is not a hotel. Club Med is a club. <laughs> <laughs> so the first major hotel in his view was Island Princess. Anyway, it was certainly a very, very nice meeting with him. And, you know, in life, we tend to take things simply. But I would suggest, whether it's a relative, a friend, or someone who is anxious to see you and make an effort to call you constantly, honor that. Mm -hmm. Go and see them. You never know. Now, I hope there's nothing prophetic in what I am saying, but I am absolutely happy that I was able to go and see him. May God continue to bless him. Now to my listeners, I had anticipated the Minister of Education to be here with her team, but there is a lot going on, and I'm sure those representatives from the Ministry of Education will explain her absence, among many other things. I have before me three handsome gentlemen. Of course, they're not here because of their looks. <laughs> they're here because of the roles they play. And very, very important roles. Some in an administrative nature, but others with all but a hands-on as far as helping to shape and mold the lives of future leaders of this country. I am indeed grateful to all of those who serve in the teaching profession. 
It's a noble profession. You will never, ever be paid what you're worth. But you know, it's like myself as a former teacher. When I look back and see where many of the youngsters whom I taught, where they are today, that's where I get my gratification. And so, although the road may be very, very rough, again, because even in administrative positions, you do come under a great deal of criticisms, sometimes undue, because people do not understand. For instance, like I've said on the show, the education department will do their darnest to recruit teachers. But the public would not always appreciate that we are competing with the United States, Canada, Bermuda, Cayman, and elsewhere. So even when individuals have responded and say, yes, I am coming for September, those individuals have made applications elsewhere to more lucrative places. Hence, once they get a response from those places, even at the last minute, they're gone. And you have even some who are in the service already and agreed to an extension, but when they do get a better offer, they leave. So then it appears as if the education department has not done their job when that is not so. And those in the classrooms, sometimes they are faced with hostility from students, some who these days would want to get physical. And then you have some parents just as rambunctious. And so it's called upon all the skills that those teachers possess to deal with those situations. And so I want to commend all of those who continue to labor in that vineyard. It's maybe a long introduction, but with that, welcome. And I leave it to you in whichever order you choose to introduce yourselves. Then we will get down to discussion about for what you are here. We are graced with the presence of a lovely young lady. I have seen her before, but I don't recall exactly what her role is. Well, they said, ladies before gentlemen, and this case, beauty before age. So, my dear, <laughs> welcome to Expressions. Thank you so much. Good morning, Mr. Hall. Good morning to the other persons in here, and good morning, Turks and Caicos. My name is Alita Astor, better known as Apple. I am the music teacher at Thelma Lightburn Primary School. And as you say that, let me give a shout out to my dear cousin Thelma Lightburn. Good morning, Thelma. How are you? Good morning, everyone in studio. My name is Kareem Fulford. Um, I started teaching at uh, 
Ona Glinton and Eliza Simons Primary School. I spent half of a week at one school and half at the other for about 10 years in Grand Turk. And now I'm at Osita Jolly Primary School in Blue Hills, and that's almost 10 years. So almost 20 years in total teaching music in the Turks and Kickers. Kareem Fulford. Well, that's great. Congratulations. You're a 10 year man. <laughs> Good morning, those of you who are in studio. Good morning, Turks and Caicos. My first time on Expressions, and I'm hoping it will not be the last, Mr. Hall. I doubt it will. Jermaine Reed, music teacher at the Clement Howell High School. Well, thank you. Like I said to you earlier, I saw you at a teacher's function some time ago, quite ably leading your charges. <laughs> Thank you. Good morning to those of you in the studio, and good morning, Turks and Caicos. My name is Mark Garland. <clears throat> I'm the deputy, de deputy director of education in the Turks and Caicos Islands. I'm just getting a little bit of feedback that has uh, uh, sort of compromised my speech a bit. So bear with me as I get used to the mic, because this is also my first time on Expressions, and it is one of those things that was on my bucket list, and so here I am. Uh, the, the teachers describe themselves as music teachers, but I would want the general public to know that they do far more than just deliver a music curriculum. They are really supervisors, they are counselors, they are parents, they, are, they play so many different roles, so many different capacities on, on a daily basis. And we are really, really grateful for their efforts, their expertise, and, and, and the, the, the responsibility that they have taken to ensure that their students are successful. Um, we are waiting one more member of the team, um, Mr. Jonas Hamilton. And uh, until then, if it's okay with you, Mr. Hall, I would just give a brief reason of why we are here. Right. I pinch you to do that, but just... Um because you may be getting feedback in your phones. You do not necessarily have to use the earphones until it's call-in time. So you could just speak into the mic, all right? Good. Because I'm getting the same thing, too. Yeah. Please proceed. All right, yeah. So that is, that is much better. And so the, the reason why we are here this morning, and we are very grateful to you, Mr. Hall, for affording us the opportunity to be here on the show. We know that it is a very popular show. It is one that is listened to by people not only locally, but internationally. And we know that some of the topics are... are, are, are uh, issues that 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 concern a lot of uh, people. They are very very pressing issues, and it's a very educational show. 
And the reason why we're here is not to mitigate the importance of any topic that may have gone before us, but to really highlight and to share with the general public uh, extremely important event that is taking place at the Gustavus Lightburn Sports Complex this Saturday, June the 3rd at 7 o'clock p.m. And that event is none other than the Turks and Caicos Islands' very first, very first uh, scholastic music festival. It is a festival that will showcase the musical talents and abilities of the of the students from various institutions around the Turks and Caicos Islands, the Grand Turks, South Caicos and um, the schools on, on Providenciales, Clement Howell High School, um, Thelma Lightburn Primary School, all of the schools. Um, I wouldn't say all of the schools. We have one or two schools that, that aren't part participating this year for various reasons. But the majority of the schools have um, found it necessary to ensure that their students are involved in this exercise on uh, on um, Saturday night, and um, you you may be asking yourself, you know, what is a music festival? And some of my colleagues will answer, uh, they will make comments regarding uh, what it is that will actually take place on Saturday night and how we got here. But. For us at the department, the Ministry and Department of Education, our main role is to provide learning experiences and learning opportunities for the students of the Turks and Caicos Islands, regardless of what our portfolios may suggest or may reflect. Our duty, our first duty, is that to the students of the Turks and Caicos Islands. We provide meaningful learning opportunities and educational experiences for the students of the Turks and Caicos Islands. And let us never, ever forget that. The, we recognize that there are students who may not be all academically inclined. And what do I mean by that? There are students who may not be verse in the in the languages may not be good debaters they may not be good uh, may not be able to um, um, be good in the sciences and so as educators our rule is to identify our students um, abilities their talents and to help them to develop those talents for years now, we have been um, talking about the possibility of creating opportunities for our students to showcase their musical talents. And sometimes when we think about uh, musical talents, we tend to think about just playing the keyboard or singing or playing a guitar. But while we were... While we were organizing this event, I got to understand that there are so many different categories of music. 
uh, in addition to keyboard and solo strings and ensembled strings and wind music and solo brass and mixed instruments and um, band and mass canoe, there, there are so many different categories uh, um, of music that our students can, um, can, can demonstrate. And so that is also one of the reasons why we wanted to give them an opportunity, provide an opportunity for them to to showcase their talents. Um, the, the, the teachers, the music teachers, they work assiduously hard to ensure that the, the, the students were, were ready and that they were able to to compete and to perform. And some of them are here today, and they will give you uh, a little more insight into uh, how we got here. But I, I just wanted, in a nutshell, to give the general public an idea of the reason why we are here and to encourage all of those, all of you who are on Providenciales to come out and support the students on Saturday night. Um, parents don't just you know our parents mr hall they have a way of relieving themselves on a saturday night when um when when we have certain functions and not necessarily a saturday night but they will drop the students off and uh and go about their business but parents this is an opportunity for you to see firsthand the kind of talent the kind of ability the kind of expertise that your students are capable of um, of um, exhibiting, and we want you to be there. We want this to be a a family event, where um, families will be in the buildings. Families will assemble to support their their, their children. Um, there's nothing like being on stage and looking down when you are performing and seeing those people who are special in your life, your, your parents, your cousins, your aunts, your uncles, cheering you on and supporting you. And that is the kind of atmosphere, that is the kind of aura that we want to create at the Gustavus Lightburn Sports Complex on Saturday night. We want it to be a family affair where everybody is there supporting the, supporting the, the, the students, even if, it's, even if it's not your child. We want you to, to be there. I think I've said uh, um, quite a bit, and I'm going to allow... Uh, I'm going to turn it back over to you, Mr. Hall, because we have others in the studio who I am sure will be able to articulate how we got here far better than me. But I just wanted to encourage the general public to come out and support the the musical event and also to give you uh, an idea of um, the kind of um, support that the Ministry and Education Department um, place um, on this event. I want to thank you much, Mr. Garland, um, for your uh, introductory remarks explaining what the festival is all about. And I want to commend the department for coming up with this initiative because developing the skills of our youngsters musically and otherwise is ever so important. We are a thriving tourist destination. Tourists don't simply come because you have fancy hotels and lovely beaches. They love an interaction with the people. 
They love to share in your culture. And music in its various form is part of your culture. Music also can be a very powerful tool in behavioral change among our students. And I give you an example. As a teacher years ago in small community of Lorimus, <laughs> I smile when I think of it, they have been accustomed to all female teachers. So when Robert Hall goes there, they were almost petrified. You're a man. And there's one chap in particular, and I had a hard time correcting him because he would not say Mr. Hall. It was still Miss Hall. I said, look at me good. <laughs> you know, he was still saying because all he was accustomed to saying Miss. But the thing about it, if I had to call on him, he would be in tears immediately. But I found a way. I had just come back from Jamaica and a lot of Jamaican reggae music. And I had a little turntable I used to play during my lunch period. A little um, record player, as we call them. And uh, I would notice behind one of the chalkboard, he was there, as the old folks would say, cutting a figure. I don't know exactly what he was doing, because he sure wasn't dancing reggae. <laughs> but anyway, he was doing what he could do. So I seized that moment, and though it was not that he was dancing so nicely, <laughs> but I said, boy, you could dance, you know? And I watched that youngster dance from behind the chalkboard right up to my table <laughs> by me complimenting him, you know? And after a period, he got over that fear for me through that, that he would talk to me, walk with me. Um, he was a, a weak student, and, but however, he improved a bit after, you know, getting over that. And so, again, you know, music in its various forms can be a very, very powerful tool. Mm -hmm. I was talking to some of my friends a couple of nights ago, uh, as we mentioned the same festival. And again, it reminds me of my early years in high school and the very first festival that I participated in. They call it Eisteddfod. <laughs> Some of you, depending on where you're from, yes. are familiar with that. Eisteddfod uh, is, again, a festival of music and whatever you originated in, I, I think, Wales, somewhere like that, anyway. And I remembered my principal had just gotten married. And could you imagine bold 14-year-old Robert Hall going on stage, singing to him and his wife, Joe Texas, you had better hold on, hold on to what you've got. And I saw his wife blushing <laughs> as I sang you the, the thing. But, but anyway, all I say, and um, perhaps that exposure, you get what I mean, is what helped to groom me uh, later on, even at Michael, that I won bass solo competition. And, of course, aided in my uh, confidence speaking to the public. And so I just say that, uh, not to, uh, for self-recognition or yes. praise or nothing like that, but just to illustrate a point, because I know some of my listeners, one in particular will call me after the show, you like to talk too much about yourself. <laughs> but um, it's better for me to talk about myself than talk about others, right? That's true. Okay. That's right. And I have no problem talking about my strength or my weaknesses. <laughs> but uh, we have a gentleman who joined us um, after the introduction. So, sir, I 
We'll provide you with time uh, to introduce yourself and whether you're ready to make your full contribution. Go right ahead. Just just that mic a little bit more to you. Yes. Okay. Good morning, uh, everyone. My name is Mr. Hamilton. I'm one of, one of the organizers of this Scholastic Music Festival. And I'm happy to be here um, to enlighten the public more about what we're all about. Um, I currently uh, work at the Precious Treasures International School. Great. Go ahead, sir. All right, so just to give an overview of the music program, as Mr. Hamilton just made mention that he's one of the organizers, this the idea for this competition came about um, from way back as 2017 when a few of us as high school music teachers saw the need for, for performances. Um, Mr. Garland would, would, would remember when we started the CXC music program here in the Turks and Caicos Islands, it calls for performances. The students had to, after they create their compositions and their arrangements, and there need to be performances. And the stage here was limited for that. And therefore, we met as high school music teachers and decided that we need avenues, we need programs that can lend itself. Because what we saw, very good talents here in the Turks and Caicos Islands. But in front of an assessor, the CXC examiner, the students would just shy away and, 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 and couldn't come forward to present themselves. So myself, Jermaine Reed, with Mr. Adrian Parry, Maurice Clark, who was here at the time, Mr. Hamilton and Mr. Gurley, met and we sat down and we looked on this pro the program. Of course, taking it back to Jamaica, where we have the JCDC cultural competitions, and we decided that something like that could work for the Turks and Caicos Islands. So the competition, of course, we brought on the primary music teachers um, got involved in it as well. So the competition aims to identify, to strengthen and develop existing and new talents within the school family. The competition seeks to reflect the spirit of the Turks and Caicos Islands people and to provide a musical medium of expression for our young people. This competition equips students with the skills needed for the CXE music examination, as I was explaining before, as students are required to perform solo ensemble pieces to compose and to arrange songs. Students are also expected to display rudiments listed below which would which came out or yes came out under the judges criteria that we put in place now of course we know as mr garland mentioned before that tourism is key to the turks and caicos islands um music plays that vital part in tourism as guests come to the island to relax and to enjoy the rich cultures hence at this level, our students can have the opportunity to develop their musical ability in entertaining 
our guests. One of the things I would like to see, or we would like to see after this coming out and a part of the program, um, another of the teachers will explain later, was the guest entertainment section. Because we want to see if it's even once per week on the busiest day at the airport where we have our young people, students, entertaining the guests as they come through the airport. It is observed that although the Turks and Caicos Islands possesses such unique cultural brand, little has been done to preserve it. And we want to ensure that our grandchildren 10, 15, 20 years down the road, is able to remember Turks and Caicos. Not only a place of beautiful sand and beaches, not only a place of good people, but we should be able to take up a music or click on YouTube or wherever and listen to the rich culture of the Turks and Caicos Islands people. With that, this competition was put in place and we are where we are today. After the competition, some, and I must say it was only some of our gold medal pieces came together for the musical festival, which will be held tomorrow evening. Great. And let me use this opportunity, having listened to your contribution, it has motivated me to challenge the general public to change some of the misconceptions that they do have and I often see expressed on Facebook. Not everybody who comes to this country comes to grab and go. Yes, like anywhere else, including yourselves, you have to earn a salary. But so often I would hear these sorts of criticism, the foreign only come to take. There are, whatever term you want to use, expatriates, foreigners, whoever, who make meaningful contribution to this country. I want you to get that right. And what we should be doing at this stage, as far as possible, is to be embracing, like a member said in the House of Assembly, Canada, the United States, legislatively are doing what they can to retain such professionals, while we here seem to want to drive them away. We need to change that attitude. Yes, the emphasis must be on training our own. But although Jamaica has several universities and colleges, do you know they have foreign teachers? Oh, yes. Absolutely. The great United States, Canada, and elsewhere. So, Turks and Caicos, we've got to face certain realities and change attitudes at times. All right? Whichever order, the next person. Yes. Um, Mr. Wall, thank you for those, for those comments. And Mr. Reed, thank you as well for um, providing that detailed overview of the, of the show. And yeah, I want to really commend Mr. Reed and Mr. Hamilton, Mr. Fulford, and Ms. Ms. Apples. We call her Apples. That is our, that's our pet name for us. So, yeah. <laughs> Mr. Hamilton said that's a stage name. Okay. But, uh, you, you know, they, they, they've been working hard, and they continue to work hard with, 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 with their students and ensuring that they are prepared. And, you see, 
You see, Turks and Caicos, these are the kind of events where you never know how they will encourage students to want to pursue a career in those areas. Um, when you read the biographies of the Whitney Houstons and the and the Michael Jacksons, Tina Turner, and the Tina Turners, God rest her soul, uh, you know, they, you 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 read about their first performance, whether it be at church or at school or at some concert that they may have had, and even if they were three, four, five, six, seven years old, they remember that. They, they, they calculate that particular experience to the experience which would have encouraged them to pursue a career in music. And so on Saturday, Saturday night, I don't want the, 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 the general public to view it as just another concert because it could very well be the starting of a music career, a prosperous, lucrative music career for anyone of our students, whether they are playing um, uh, 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 an instrument or whether they are singing. You never know what this particular event, what it can lead to, and the kind of individual, the kind of musician it can produce. Ms. Apples? Before she does so, and I just want to concur with what you said, because who knows, we may be producing the next Curry Forbes. Uh, right. The other night I was in a conversation, and someone was saying when he was uh, in high school, he was always out there, you know, entertaining and doing things. And you see the kind of uh, entertainer he has turned out to be today. Right. And I tend to make a distinction between musician and entertainers. And one of the things we really need in this country, we have lots of musicians but we need to convert a lot of them to entertainers. entertainers. Mm -hmm. That's very important for the tourist industry in particular. Hence the category in the, 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 the festival, guest entertainers. All right, that's great, great, well thought out. Uh, some time ago, there was a performance, I can't remember where, and uh, a group from the high school, and etched in my mind, is I could see the young man right now. Man, he had such an attitude as he sang and delivered, you know, and the two girls were backup singers. I don't remember what was the occasion, but it was absolutely great. And I'm sure with a little bit more exposure and encouragement, that guy will, can go far. Yeah. And no doubt there are others. I heard someone said the other day, um, I don't remember where it was, that he was amazed at the amount of musical talents in this country. It's true. Mm -hmm. How many persons can play an instrument That's and right. so on the like unlike perhaps where he came from, the number was not anywhere near that. And so, again, it's important to harness those energies, and I commend you all for what the initiative that you undertake in this regard. Apples, I think you're itching to say something. <laughs> so I'm going to speak on some of the categories that we had to, to participate in prior to now, prior to tomorrow. Leading up to the, Leading up to to the event. To the event, event tomorrow, yes. on tomorrow. Mm -hmm. Thank you. So we had solo and ensemble for the vocal category. We had gospel, popular, everyone knew it as pop or R&B. We had reggae, classical, soca, rip saw, folk song, 
guest entertainment, like Mr. Reed said, arrangements, composition, and hymns. Now, I, this is my type of thing. I looked at myself and I asked myself, what would you do um, if you're not teaching music? Or what, what would you do? I always see myself in music. I always see myself doing music or teaching music. So this my field. So I was excited about this. This. It was never a competition, but I had to tell my students, there's a competition, y'all. So they put their best foot forward. And I look at it from a perspective of embracing the Turks and Caicos culture also. Um, so I look, I look at the papers and I was like, okay, what we can do? Which ones we can choose? So we choose my school, Thamalibin Primary. We did um, Maskanu, and that was, and we did that, that came on the ensemble. Is because I was able to include a large amount of students. I, we could have picked something where I say, all right, let me just work with one student. It would have been one child. It would have been easier. But I was like, let me get it. let me get as many students as as much as possible. So we did mask canoe. We dress up. We made our clothes. We we came out. We was ready. And we did another ensemble. Like I say, I try to get as many as much of the students as possible to to be in it for 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 many reasons for them their parents to see them um being active participating in music in particular because sometimes we we see music as less than like we see it less than math or science and english i went to school in jamaica and at the college level parents still say they ain't paying for their child to go their children to go to no music school and in Turks and Caicos, I thought it was like that, but being in the environment, I realized that it is different. We can improve on it. Some parents give hard time to allow their children to stay back or practice or so I'm encouraging parents to be more open minded about it because it is a very good thing. It it teaches culture a lot. I am culture. I am a Turks and Caicos Islander, and anyone that passed through me, they can learn the Turks and Caicos culture also. So whether you're from Haiti, Jamaica, Dominican Republic, we can do some TI culture. It's okay to put in some karamiyaki, go Linstead market. But we are also going to sing, we are out to build the Turks and Caicos. So that's just my ones and twos about it. I'm encouraging everyone to come out on tomorrow night at 7. Look, be there from 6 o'clock. I can be there from 6 o'clock. So y'all can see us getting ready and putting our things together. Come out tonight and support the youths of the Turks and Caicos Islands. Thank you. Well, Apples, I can see not only can you play instruments, but you can sing. Wonderful <laughs> singer. Don't get us started. She's a voice major. I tell you. You know, um, as you spoke and mentioned about college life in Jamaica, I recall the contribution that Alpha Boys School has made to Jamaican music and culture. That's true. And that's where a lot of, shall I call it, the trouble kids mm. were sent to. But one of the greatest trombonists Jamaica has ever had, Don Drummond, 
The old school would remember Dun Drummond and the Scatolites, one of the greatest bands started right there. Like they say, great big oak trees grow from little acorn. So as you embark on this tomorrow, you don't know what will happen in years to come. So all I can do is to encourage you all, get on and do it. Can I just come in one minute to <laughs> no boast? Problem. Go ahead, sir. Happel, my past student. Okay, I see. And even when, while studying in Jamaica, I remember one summer she came home and she ran to me. She said, Mr. Reed, I need your help. I need your help. I can't fail this course. I need your help. And we sat there and worked out a few things for her. So I'm very proud. You see, it's a small <laughs> world. Uh, did you imagine then that you all would be meeting in this forum? Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Fulford. Okay. Um... I'm going to speak, uh, you brought up a trombonist, so I'm going to talk about instruments. Yeah. Now, I've, um, so you know my father, oh, Dr. Yeah. Fulford, you know, he's well known in Turks and Kickers as... And, and, and if I interrupt you, let me just add a little piece, give him a little bit of his laurels too. And he went to Michael after me, <laughs> but in one year, I won the Nathan Brissett bass solo competition. And your father also won during his time. Okay. <laughs> Did you know that, Michael? I, I went to Michael and I saw his name on the the, the billboard. His right. name is still there. I had to look for you. I got to look for your name when I go back. It is actually it is there, my dear. <laughs> the great SRO. <laughs> yes, so my father's known um, for singing and um, playing the organ. Playing the organ and the piano and. Um, directing choirs. Um, unfortunately, he never taught me. <laughs> <laughs> My grandmother was um, great at um, the organ and piano, and she never taught me. But they, my grandmother had a piano in her house. My father had a piano. And I all, me and my cousins, always took the time to play. Right. And that's how I got into music. And instruments, I started out with piano. But... Going to high school, now this, this is going back to um, what you were saying. When I was in high school, we had a lot going on. We had a school band, we had school choir, you had debate club, you had all of the, all that stuff going on. I mean, I don't see it as much as it was back when I was in high school. But I learned to play the clarinet. And from then, I'm, I'm, I'm used to playing instruments. So I'm going to talk about um, instruments, the categories. We had um, category for instruments. We had keyboard, steel pan, string, um, any arrangement on any instrument, your personal composition. So if you had an instrument like a piano and you, you came up with your own song, we allowed that to be played. Um, we didn't, I, I think we didn't discuss the competition. Uh, one of you are going to... Okay, so so brass, woodwind, so we allow the students to come and play at their level, and we judge them at their level on whatever instrument they they wanted to um, to take part in in the competition with. But like um, Mr. Reed was saying, um, when I was in high school, we had full band, and I was expecting 
coming back as a teacher to teach music to see all schools in the Turks and Caicos. Because um, at the time, I know only H.J. had a full uh, marching band going on when I was in high school. And I was a little disappointed when I came back to teach music and none of the schools had a full band. And um, at the time, I also tried to push Mr. Mr. Perry to restart it. And the department also gave me the opportunity to try to introduce um, students playing the saxophone, clarinets, and stuff in the, at the primary school level. But because of some situations, that didn't work out. But I'm, I'm very excited about the music festival. I'm, I'm glad that these, the students are able to showcase their talents. And I hope that parents will come out and see how well the students are doing, especially in, in, in the field of music, in the area of music. Yeah. And talking about instruments, I've always been a great lover of steel band music. Mm-hmm. And many, many years ago, I introduced steel band music to these islands. At one stage, actually, I had a steel band group on every island in the Turks and Caicos Islands. Of course, recognizing that tourism was going to to, to, to bloom, and so I was trying to prepare. But one of the mistakes, should I say, I made out of, let's say, my own ignorance, the gentleman whom I brought down from Antigua to make those pans right here in the islands, not knowing I should have had him pass on the skills to tune these pans. I thought that once they're made, that's it. But then, so they had them functioning for a good while, but when they got out of tone, then she just died. But the beautiful part about it, a number of youngsters learned how to play steel pan, and I noticed some of them, like Max Clear and others, they still utilize that in their music today. Um, I'm not sure if I'm correct, but I think I remember Gary was a part of the school band at some point. Right, right, yes. right. Yeah, several of them. You know, and... Um, I was from an island at that time that didn't have electricity. And so if you want to have a good function outdoors or, or, or wherever, you know, steel band could have done the trick. Mm-hmm. And you have, like many people even say today, they go with a water key or some of the other keys with electricity. You can have a big party with a steel band, you know, and things like that. And add a little variety. Uh, one may say it's not part of our culture, but in the entertainment field, it's not just limited to what is your culture. Mr. Hamilton, yes. you want to give an, uh, an update on the elimination rounds? And right, okay. Yes. So before I get there, um, I would like to say that when I look in the education system, we have um, big events for sports, we have spelling bee, we have science fair, maths competition, but there was nothing for music. I would like to thank um, Honorable Rachel Taylor for giving us this wonderful opportunity whereby we could, you know, harness the talents of the students. And one teacher said, Mr. Henfield said, he hoped that the ministry give as much attention to music as they do in sports. <laughs> but I could see Mr. Um, Mr. Garden is working hard, and I must compliment, I must commend him as well for his effort and all the contacts that he is uh, you know, 
trying to get in order to sort out transportation and accommodation and food and what's up. We want to thank you, sir, and hope that you will continue to um, work for us so that, you know, uh, the talents of the students could be highlighted. Okay, um, talking about guest entertainment, I, I brought one of my, my soldiers. He's in front. He couldn't fit in here. So um, hope, hopefully before the program is up, maybe we could get him to come in here. And um, Because I heard Mr. Reed was saying, um, you know, we could have some students, even if it's once a week at the airport, welcoming the guests, especially when it's peak season. You know, we could have, you know, some students dressed in the in Turks and Caicos costume yes. and, you know, be there in, in order to, you know, welcome the guests. Um, also, I would like to mention the stages of the music uh, festival. First, we had the elimination. The elimination is where um, uh, teachers will go to, will be assigned to different schools as adjudicator, they, they will listen to the items and they will say which items goes on to the finals. All right? That was done between December and January. And then we had the finals. The finals was done um, sometime in, I think, late February, yes, at Gustavo Slyborn, where all of the um, items that made it to the finals uh, were adjudicated. We had... It was done. It was it was a packed program. <laughs> um, it was done. They we had the primary school in the morning and the high school in the afternoon. Uh, it was very. We had a lot of items. We had four items for each um, level, um, and then out of that we had four eighty-one gold medals. And uh, I cannot remember the numbers for the bronze and silver. However, we would not be able to take all of the gold medal uh, um, items on the evening of excellence tomorrow night, but we will be listening to the best of the gold medals. And I am so excited. I start to get goosebumps already because the Turks and Caicos have students that could sing. I remember... When I was, um, I, I went on to this school, um, Ayanti Pratt, I was practicing with some students there. There was never a time when I went there when tears didn't come to my listening to this child sing. Mm -hmm. Really good voice. And I mean, uh, as you said, we, we don't know who we're working with. These children can, you know, grow up to be uh, you know, great entertainers and uh, musicians and, you know. So think we need to take it seriously so i would like to just um, speak about tomorrow's event we'd like all participants to be there at 6 30 the latest so that we could iron out all armbands and so parent if you have a child that is performing please get them there on time we wouldn't like when the teachers are inside and the child comes late then you know you have to wait outside uh, to get your armband so we want all students to be there on time at 6.30 um, to get their armbands. All participants will be sitting in one area, and the MC uh, will be um, announcing five items at a time. Yes, Super P is the MC for tonight, um, tomorrow night's program. Yeah, he will be announcing five items at a time. And um, when one <clears throat> item is on stage, the other item that follows will be on cue. So we have 
a lot of items to be exact. Um, we're looking at 37 items there about, and that's quite a lot. So we'd like it to flow. And we're asking parents, as uh, the deputy director of education said, don't drop off your kids. Just come along and listen to them. And, you know, you will be blessed. Make it a family event. Yes, make it a family event. Mm -hmm. um, quickly, I would like to interject our... Um, projections for the future. Next year, we'd like to include dance and drama. I know uh, Apples is excited about the dance part. <laughs> and we will, so we'll have a complete um, performing arts program going. So it will be TCI Scholastic Performing Arts. So we'll be having um, all of the areas. And in the future, we also hope to... Um, get some um, good sponsors, international sponsors, so that we could be able to build our own facility um, so we could have a performing arts center. Great. So we have our own auditorium and we w would be able to have in that same compound some, we will have the, the dance department, we'll have the music department and we'll have the drama department in that same building. Um, so uh, pray for us. <laughs> we have big things in big things in store. Yes. All right. So, so just adding to what you said, um, so we had um, participation from participations from um, three islands: Providenciales, Grand Duck, and South Caicos. And uh, the total gold medals were eighty-one gold medals, seventeen silver medals, and seven bronze. Now that's a lot. We went through a lot of um, primary school performances and high school, and to get 81 gold medals, that, that says a lot. We have talent here in the Turks and Caicos. Yes. Having said that, then, how many schools are participating tomorrow night? We have s schools from South Caicos, Grand Turk, and Provo, but um, he would have the list okay. of the different schools. And um, um, while he's checking while he look that up, will this uh, tomorrow night's activities be broadcast live or will it be recorded so that the rest of the Turks and yes. Caicos who couldn't get it, here would see it? It will be recorded. We are still contemplating the possibility of having it uh, being viewed live okay. and uh, we will find a way to inform the general public of that decision. Um, I also wanted to inform general public that we have tickets on sale. Tickets will be on sale at the evening of the event. It's $10 for adults and $5 for children. That's $10 for adults and $5 for children. And if you need tickets um, to purchase, um, now we're encouraging you to purchase your tickets prior to the, the evening. You can purchase tickets um, um, today at the Department of Education or you can call me on 245-9352, 245-9352, and I will be able to provide you with tickets or to channel you to a place where you can get tickets. Um, so you, wouldn't, you, you want to avoid that rush. You want to, when you come to the venue tomorrow, you want to get a good seat 
you want to um, preferably to close to the snack area because refreshments will be on sale. And you want to just relax. You don't want to be rushing to the booth um, to, um, to, 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 to purchase tickets, right? And if I may add, uh, many of you in the public, you'd pay $100 to go and watch some of these drop pans, natty head fellas, <laughs> say they're performing. I'm going to encourage you now, spend your little 10 and $5, go out, support your children, and watch some wholesome, wholesome entertainment. Yes. Yes. You, you know, Mr. Wrapping up? No, no. But you know, Mr. Hall, I, I really uh, appreciate you saying that because you know I'm one who lives by the the saying, when a flower doesn't bloom, you fix the environment in which it grows, not the flower. That's when a flower doesn't bloom, you fix the environment in which the flower grows, not the, the flower. Flower. A lot of the times we we, we 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 tend to speak negatively about our students and our young people, and we we tend to always identify the bad things that they may have done, the bad things they may have said. But we have to, as adults, as as people responsible for the nurturing of children, we have to ask ourselves what kind of environment are we creating for our students to blossom? What are we doing to ensure the development, the wholesome development of our children? Because a lot of the times if we do not create the proper environment for them to blossom, what do you think will happen? And so these are all Opportunities. These are strategies that the Ministry of Education is using. These, these, these are targets that we are trying to meet and to encourage parents to co-labor with us as we make an effort to create these kind of conducive learning environments. Learning does not necessarily have to always take place in a classroom. Sure. What will happen at the Gustavus Lightburn Sports Complex on Saturday night is a learning experience, and it is one that all parents can be a part of, all well-wishers can be a part of. And your attendance to that event tomorrow, it demonstrates your commitment to the education and development of your children of the children of the Turks and Caicos Islands. And so you want to know how you fight crime? You want to know how you fight crime? That is how you fight crime. You provide opportunities for young people to be useful and successful. That is how you fight crime. And watch every time there is an event at the Gustavus Lightburn Sports Complex. There are young people breaking down the doors to get inside because they want to be a part of something constructive. They want to be a part of something useful. They want to see what's going on. And so as, as educators, as adults, those are the kind of opportunities that we must create for our students so that they can be useful, so that they can have an opportunity to develop and harness their talents. And so I am, I am appealing to the 
general public to calm down and support the students tomorrow. It's only $10 for an adult ticket and $5 for a, a, a um, for the ticket for a child. And I'm encouraging everybody to ensure that make it a family event. Bring your families. Let, it may be a bit damp and wet outside, but it's going to be nice and cozy in the, uh, on the inside. And it will be an opportunity for us to interact, for you to interact with the teachers from the various schools, parents, to interact with the educators, and to see firsthand what is happening in terms of the musical fears with your child. So that is my appeal. If I piggyback on what you said, to the general public, you must be aware that schools do not exist in a vacuum. They are microcosm of the society. And everything actually starts at home. That's the first place with interaction. And it's incumbent upon parents to create that kind of environment. And as we're talking about culture and the musical, appreciating what of you, uh, some parents might hear the child play on the guitar or bang on the piano. What's happening in noise around my head? <laughs> Please understand those same skills that that child is honing may very well support you in your old age. So you've got to look at life differently and encourage them. And like the uh, deputy director said, tomorrow night, don't just send your children, but go along with them. Any other comments? And after that, we'll open the phone lines for a few minutes if there are any calls. Just to say, the question you asked earlier, Mr. Hall, how many schools? Yes. Participating tomorrow evening, we have 22 schools that will be on show. And this includes both public schools, public primary and high school, and private primary and high school. So 22 schools will be on stage tomorrow evening. You can't afford to miss tomorrow evening's event. And yes, I know the concern for those who are Seventh-day Adventists, you're looking on the time that the sun will set. The program is set to start 7 p.m. and the sun going to set a few minutes thereafter. It's okay. You can come on down once the sun is set, but it's going to be a family event. It's going to be... There will be categories from different genres of music. Gospel, and, and, and we note that the gospel genre took center stage at this year's festival. Uh, more schools enter gospel. And also, the first 12 items on the program for tomorrow night will be gospel. And there are some young gospel singers. There's a twin who used to attend one school and is now, since the competition transferred to another school, I was told, you, I'm not even going to call their name. You cannot afford to miss that twin. You, you, you just need to be out to see those young people. As Mr. Hamilton said earlier, it brings tears to our eyes as judges when we were judging these competitions. Well, it's right. it's uh, just uh, amazing. I can say those twins were at my school. <laughs> <laughs> And Mr. Reed came to do the elimination, and um, they both decided to sing their own song. Great. They didn't want to sing together. <laughs> but Mr. Reed asked them, say, do you all have a song that you all sing together? And they came, and when they did that song, he was like, you all have to answer that. 
that have to be on the program. Yes. So come out tonight, tomorrow night. You, you, you're going to hear some great okay. voices out there. Okay, not taking anything away from your festival, but I want to give a little plug for another group, members of the diaspora, who are having a function uh, that's in the United States now, down okay. in Florida. And so they say, come celebrate with us and enjoy a taste of Turks and Caicos. Saturday, June 3, 2023, 11 a.m. to 5 p.m. Miramar Regional Park, Miramar Parkway, Miramar, Florida, 33027. Uh, they would have, uh, of course, Kong Salad, Crack Kong, Kong Stew, Kong Fritters, Local Fish, and uh, much more. Uh, they, you have some food vendors there, all Turks and Caicos Islanders, Dar Fulford, Lodi Brooks, um, Mary Tucker, Alga Mills, and Alva Carmen Grant. So I encourage all of you to go out, music uh, by DJ Jennings, and tribute by recording artist, Turks and Caicos Islander, Hold Up Your Rock, Clement Lightburn. All right. This is going to be great. You know, if things was things, I would have a tough choice about being here and going there. <laughs> but anyway, those in the Florida area, please go out and celebrate that event. But of course, we have to get back to here in Providenciales, and I'm appealing to all to go out and support tomorrow's night activities here. Um, Mr. Hall, uh, just uh, before you come in ahead. there, if, if you permit me. Go ahead. Since we promote that program in our show here, we can simply appeal to them from that function, send a donation to the education department to boost the music program here in the Turks and Caicos. Okay. <laughs> I, I could almost bet. Professor Lee Ingham, who is one of the organizers, yes, is listening to this show. He's Amen. a regular listener and contributor, <laughs> yes, sir. and I'm sure he will take up that offer. Hello, Uncle Great. Lee. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, is it possible that you could, I could, you could listen to just a minute or so, or thirty minutes of one of the seconds, seconds. <laughs> <laughs> to one of the. Um, Performers? Um, yes, that I yeah, brought. He's, he's outside. Okay, I have no problem with that. Okay. Um, perhaps you could. Yeah, let me go get it. Okay, good. And while you do that, let me make an appeal um, to members of the community, whether local business persons or expat. Many of you have made virtually millions off the land. Here is a golden opportunity to give back a little bit. We're talking about constructing a performance arts center. Oh, even, even donating to the school music program. Um, right. We prefer you, um, if, if you're going to donate, you can donate um, items that the music teacher would um, need. Um, it's better to donate the items than to donate the money. Okay. If, if, if you're going to donate items to the school for the music um, department. Okay. Um, so if you would like to donate to any of the schools, just contact contact the school, um, especially to the music department, and um, 
find out what what the music department need. I know Miss Apples here. She um, she's been borrowing from different music departments to help her her um, in her department. So, Thelma Lightman. Yes. Yes. Donate to Thelma Lightman. She they need some instruments. They need. So I recently got a donation from the culture department, and. It was it was a ball. It was grand. We thank you again, but we also need more instruments. So, if you sponsor Mr. Fulford School, then you could come back and sponsor my school. We'll we'll appreciate it. But I believe in sharing. So your turn is 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 your turn to get a a donation. Okay, we have one of the students um, here in the studio. Would one of the teachers perhaps introduce him? To- uh, to say exactly what it's all about, and then uh, let's see what he's going to do for us. Okay, this is um, Judah uh, Rigbeer. Um, he is a grade 11 student, and he'll be graduating soon. At which school? Precious Treasures International. Okay. Very talented young man. So he's going to just give us a little taste of um, you know, his performance tomorrow night. What's the name? You could repeat the name for the general public, Mr. Hamilton. His name? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, 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 he will say it. <laughs> uh, morning, all. My name is Judah Rigby. I'm doing a guest entertainment piece for the upcoming music festival on Saturday. I'm doing an island ensemble composing of John Kaya, Meredith Garland, and Swing. Wow. Yes, sir. I may have to change my outfit. (laughs) (laughs) Go ahead. Last night, Junk I was walking through my door, trying to hold him back, but I can't hold him back no more. Used to eat fish and chips, now I eat corned beef. What can I say to keep him out of my reach? Oh, John Kaya, please ease up off of me. John Kaya is the selfish I've ever seen. John Kaya, please ease up off of me. I got a baby girl, and her name is Irony. And he was comfortable doing that without music. I see that. Singing a, a s- singing a song like this a cappella. Yeah, that's great. great. Just imagine on stage the with yes, the music the tomorrow. You, you can't afford to miss this Turks and, and he had me rocking without the dog and background <laughs> music. <laughs> Could imagine. She goes to my school. from the song she goes to my school. Her name is Tyranny. Okay, all right, all right. Uh, thank you very much, Mr. Rigby, and uh, I'm sure you do well tomorrow night and beyond. Good. Thank you, sir. Well, at this time, I'm going to open the phone lines if there are any callers. The number to call is one nine hundred twenty two twenty two zero zero seven. We have. A team here from the Ministry of Education, the Deputy Director of Education, and four other members. We have been talking about this scholastic um, cultural festival tomorrow, music festival tomorrow, tomorrow night. You may have a comment or a call. Please feel free to do so. The number to call is one 900 22 
while you get ready to make your call, I just want to put in one more plug for the members of the diaspora in Florida area. Come celebrate with us and enjoy a taste of Turks and Caicos. Saturday, June 3, 2023, 11 a.m. to 5 p.m. Miramar Regional Park, 1680 Miramar Parkway, Miramar, Florida, 33027. There's some absolutely delicious um, stuff on the menu, including Kong salad, crack Kong, Kong stew, Kong fritters, local fish, chicken, and more. Some of the food vendors are Dar Fulford, Lori Brooks, Stanley Sweet Tooth, uh, Mary Tucker, Harbor's Kitchen, Alga Mills, Alva, Carmen Grant. A music by DJ Jennings and tribute by Clement Lightburn. The number to call, remember? Morning, 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 morning. Yes, we have our first call of the morning. Go right ahead. Morning, I'd like to congratulate Mr. Garland and the music team for putting us on. When I was a kid, um, growing up in Grand Bahama, you always had the uh, cultural event where persons were the performance, um, the performing arts. It's still happening now. Right? It's nice to see that we are moving to the next level in Turks and Caicos in music. Okay, because um, I listened to a Jamaican philosopher, I call him, Mr. Muda Baruka. And Muda Baruka says, you know, you, the African proverb, it takes a village to move it, uh, to grow a child, but new village is the school. <laughs> All right? Because that's where the students spend most of their time. True. So it's nice to see that the people in the village are grooming beyond sports because there are a lot of talented people worldwide that are making billions of dollars or millions of dollars or even enough to take care of their family off of music. All right, so thanks for um, bringing the initiative back to life. Hope that gets great support. Thank you. Thank you, Education Department. You're on the right path. Thank you very much, Mr. Stubbs. The number to call is 1-900-2222-007. You may text me, if you have a comment, you may text me at 244-7332. Would any of you, ladies and gentlemen, want to make any other comments? If not, uh, of course, I entertain calls, but if not, then we'll make a wrapping up comments all right i would just like to say very big thank you to the parents first of all uh it's not easy to allow your children to be out at x hours to be practicing to to to, to get the, the the programs in and uh, during this time i noticed that music teachers spend hours after school hours to, to, to get the practice going. We also had to see contribution in getting the students in their costumes. So I commend our parents and say thank you very much to all our parents. Then of course, our hardworking teachers. Um, when we open the competition to the private schools, we note that most private schools, Mr. Garland did not have music teachers. 
but they found a teacher on staff that was interested and the schools rally around this particular teacher and some of our top pieces came out of private schools without music teachers and we commend all our schools that participated and the, all the teachers that put the effort in we know that we will not be able to pay you we know the department will not have the funding to to, to send you a big fat check but just to know that you are developing the young minds of the Turks and Caicos Islands, when you walk those streets a few years from now, even after retirement, and seeing your hard work displayed right in front of you, of course, the feeling will be good. So we commend all our teachers again for the effort they put out into this program. And of course, the Department of Education, our minister, she was in love with the program when it was introduced to her. Yeah. Thank you, Honorable Taylor. And we look forward to even bigger and better things in the year to come. Yeah, we also have um, talented parents out there. They are sitting on their talent. And we encourage you to assist the schools. You know, If you're musically inclined, get over to one of the primary schools or high schools where you can assist the music department. And... Um, getting these kids out there to expose them to um, music and highlighting their talents. Um, Mr. Jarrett posed a question. Uh, he wanted to find out, is this going to be an annual event or is this just a one-time event? And can we see professional recordings of these songs as well? Yes. This will definitely be an annual event. This is the first of its kind. It will be an annual event. Next year, however, we will see it even go wider. As Mr. Hamilton said, it will now include the dance and speech. So it's the entire drama, performing arts, music, dance, speech, drama, that we, we will be seeing moving on into next year. And yes, we, we encourage professional recordings. Even if a, a recording studio want to come out tomorrow evening, talk with us, talk with the parents, and offer a, a prize to, to, to record. We are open for those, of course. I want to just give a little shout out uh, to Georgina Stiles up there in New Jersey a frequent listener to Expressions, and um, she salutes me almost every morning. <laughs> hey, good morning to you, dear. I tell you, I have some faithful, some real devoted listeners. Mm -hmm. Sometimes when I get a little discouraged and feel like packing my bags, it's people like these that really, really keep me going. And um, like the goodly gentleman I referred to this morning, and when he said to me, he said, you know, the main time I understand and hear what's happening is when I listen to expressions. I'm really humbled by the various expressions and grateful to them. And I hope when the time comes and I leave here, they will support whoever else takes over the show in the same way like they have supported me. Okay, other closing comments? Go ahead. Apples. Um, overall, what I like about, what I love about 
the festival, this music festival, it made the teachers, the music teachers, and also the teachers, like Mr. Fulford School, he had a teacher. She doesn't teach music, but she joined on. She's musically inclined, and she joined on with him, joined in with him. She's a vocalist, yes, a singer. And she joined in with him and had, listen, Osita Jolly was rocking. But I had to work by myself. My school's rocking. You know how I go. Listen, but what I what I really love is it, it fostered a, a relationship between the, the music teachers. And I feel like now I could go to, I know he got pieces now. He, I feel like I could go to his school or Mr. Reed's school and say, well, listen, I need to borrow a piece from you all. In other words, I having a show at my school or fundraiser or something like that, so I don't have to work my students too hard. I can have yes. majority of the items from Thelma Lightburn, but I could also have guest guest performers, you know, for better words, guest performers from the other schools to come on and um, help my school function for sure. fundraiser to, you know, get up there. Definitely. What I also think should be possible is I, I like new things and I like I like go new places so sometimes I believe um, teaching a particular say for example teaching culture um, after so many years of doing it at my school I feel like I should go to Mr. Fulford school or Mr. Reed school and be able to give my input or even do a performance at the school for the different students to see or you know, so I like new things, so I'd be like, okay, there's somebody new, let me listen to them more. And I believe that's, 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 like, that's something I got from this festival. So, working together, teamwork, make the dream work. Collaboration. Collaboration, yes. Well, thank you much. Before Mr. Fultz would make his closing commands, I'm going to ask my technical operator to select a very nice local cultural song um, when I take the break for their departure. Just giving a little heads up there. Mr. Garland. Oh, yes. Uh, I just want to appeal again to the general public to support the event. I note keenly, very keenly, the comments made by Mr. Stubbs. And I want him to know that those comments were well received. He is somebody who is, has been very supportive to, um, to education and the, and the plans that we have in education. And I, wanted, I didn't want his comments to go uh, unnoticed, and I want to thank him for that. And I want to thank all of the other uh, individuals who would have made significant contributions to, to this event, um, V6 Band and um, Spotlight and... There, there are so many others that will be recognized tomorrow night. And again, Mr. Hall, thank you for consenting to allowing us to be a part of the show. For your input, I think it is very important that when we have these kind of dialogues, that you do so in the presence of people who are capable of guiding the discussion people who are experienced in the particular field of education. And I think that your input, the comments that you have made, they, 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 they were beyond valid. They have added so much more value to the entire discussion 
I couldn't imagine, you know, what the discussion would have been like had you not been the person hosting the the, the show. And you know, for that we we, we are grateful. And so, be on behalf of the the Minister of Education, the Honorable Rachel Marshall Taylor, and the Director of Education, Mr. Edgar Howell, we want to sincerely thank all of our stakeholders for the for their continued support and um, the contributions they have made to our programs. And we look forward to your continued support in the future. Thank you. Uh, just one thing to add on. Um Next year, we are also um, looking to have a category for adults. So, Mr. Hall, if you want to, you know, part, participate, um, we'll do eliminations for us. <laughs> then we'll have finals. But um, on a serious note, that is what we're planning to do. So we're going to yes. have a um, adult category um, for the next one. So if you're interested in... Participating next um, music festival, please um, contact one of us or even contact the department. Thank you much. Well, Mr. Garland, after such lavish compliments, how do I respond? <laughs> Perhaps the only thing I could say is thank you very much. I'm humbled by your expressions, and I want you all to know that I fully support your efforts in this regard and otherwise. And feel free any time with due notice, I would be happy to entertain you. God bless. Keep up the good work. Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Thank you. I'm going to ask my technical operator to pull up that song now as my guests leave. Uh, the show is not ended. I will go into some other areas in the next 15 minutes or so. Listen up, sunny boy. Please. 
was Curry Forbes. Uh, we called her na his name early on in the program. Dry Conkin Grits. I've had a lot of that, and every now and again, I still get some of that. Oh, yeah. Anyway, I want to say thanks again to my departed guest. I hope that you all enjoyed that segment of the show, promoting our youngsters. And again, I urge you to go on out tomorrow evening and support the children of the land. Now for the next 15 minutes that I have with you, I just want to touch on a couple local issues and I'll open the phone lines in case you have any that you wish to. Now I noted that several persons were complaining about their light bills, that uh, they've seen significant increases. I have not been able to reach out to Fortis to find out why, but I notice one person claims uh, that he went and got his own sorted out and they explained that there were certain glitches, so a clarent, apparently false billing in some regard, if that statement is correct. Well, let's hope others view with queriers and get them adjusted. Uh, with the summer on, I know there will be an inclination to use more and more air conditioning. Remember, AC burns quite a bit of power. So yes, make yourself comfortable, but baby doll, you're going to pay for that. So watch out. Now, I suppose, as we get closer and closer to the next general election, although mine is still quite some way off, 
We're going to begin to see all sorts of things being written up. Few true, many false, some slanderous, and the like. I've always appealed to our citizens to be more responsible. You see, for me, whether it is PNP or PDM, whoever's in power, that is my government. I criticize any one of them in a constructive way, but I've never been about tearing down anybody. Because just remember, you don't make yourself look good by tearing down someone else. If you think you do, you're making a sad mistake. So just don't do it. Yes, we must hold our leaders to a high standard. And where we see them failing, it is for us to expose it, keep them on their toes, on their feet, as the case might be. But some of the things that I see there are totally unwarranted. They seem to have had field days on members of the PNP, Washington, Mizik, and others. And I see now where they're beginning to attack the Honorable Charlene Cartwright Robinson. Now let me start with her. This lady, say what you like, shattered the glass ceiling. The first female to lead a major political party or any part, uh, part, party into victory in the Turks and Caicos Islands, becoming the first female premier. That's for the record book. I read just about everything she writes. And sometimes I do comment complimenting her. And the last article that she wrote has nothing to do with tearing down the leader of the opposition. Again, I'm no apologist for her, but I stand for the truth. And when I see something that I think is wrong, I call it out. And whoever that is, Coward, I would say, fear, I mean, rather not sign their name to it. Generally, I don't respond to most articles when people don't sign their name. And many using these assume or fictitious names. There is nothing there that tears down the leader of the opposition. None whatsoever. Then, of course, there is ever so much circulating, or before I move on, some feel that the Honorable Charlene Cartwright Robinson is trying to make her way back. I am doubtful that she is desirous of returning to the political arena at this time. I say doubtful. Nothing in life is for sure until it happens. 
But also, there's a lot being circulated, and let me just deal with it as they say. And I wanted the Minister of Education to have been here, but I can understand there's a major conference taking place with Fortis today, and uh, she couldn't be here. But it's been circulated about her leaving ministerial positions on the PNP and wanting to join PDM, but PDM don't want her. That's absolute garbage. Which political party, particularly in a case where you have only one elected member in the House, wouldn't be happy to have someone from the governing party, let alone ministerial portfolio, crossing the floor and coming over. Remember, after the Honorable Carter Wright and Josephine, Honorable Josephine Connolly had they fallen out, what happened? Honorable Josephine Connolly sought comfort in the arms of the PNP. And they fully embraced her and made a minister on top of that. So you'd think if a firebrand like Minister Taylor was to leave and join them, they wouldn't be happy. But let's look at life in the real way. Forget this salary of over 10000 a month. You can give that up to go over there for five, man, somebody had to root you out of that chair. Don't make any sense. None whatsoever. I'm tempted to say a few more things, but all I'll say, there is nothing at this stage to appeal to one to leave a group with 14, to go and join a group with one. And I'll put that as mildly and kindly as possible. Because I know Skipper and some of them, they laugh and I say, now listen to Robbie, he gonna be mischievous now, he can cause trouble. No, I behave and I ain't causing no trouble. Then they go on to say, that the Honorable Sean Malcolm is to be fired. What has he done? Or what has he not done? <laughs> Some of you question his suitability for that ministry. I'm not going down that road today. Washington the chief must he know what he's doing? There is. And so anyway, there's a lot of talk about this big shake-up that is about to take place. Now, it's not unusual midterm that ministers look at the ministerial alignment and they will have an idea of which ministry is best suited for a particular person or if they desire certain results in a given area, 
to assign that minister they think is best able to carry that out. Those things happen all the time. So it shouldn't surprise you if the Premier decide to make a little change. Now, I have had no discussion with the Premier, and that is his call, no other minister. But from where I sit, as a political analyst, I would imagine that looking at some of the ministries, there may be a little realignment of some of the portfolios because there are some ministries, even with two permanent secretaries, they're kind of overloaded to many departments, while there are others, and I'm not trying to diminish their importance, but with fewer. So I expect that. And there is another one, I'm not sure how it would be dealt with, but it might be necessary to switch ministers around. And don't ask me for no further details on that. Call the Premier or call Tyrone. <laughs> don't call Robert Hall. I promise you I won't give you a few minutes that you could call like the North Caicos people like to say, get whatever you want off your chest. The number to call is 1-900-2222-007. You got to do that now. And uh, please do it rapidly for just five minutes and make your comments brief. And this person say, good day, sir. Some things are better left alone, especially if you are unaware of what is happening internally. Don't put your neck on the chopping block. I get that right, and that's sound advice. I'm not putting my neck on the block as such. Politics is a strange thing, and they do say that quite often politics do make strange bedfellows. I'm mindful of that. The number to call is 1-900-22-22-007. I did say if the Minister of Education was here, I had some questions to put bluntly to her. But trust me, I will have many, if not all, the ministers on in short order. Coming Monday, God Spears Life, the Minister of Finance and Deputy Premier is expected to grace expressions with his presence. Be sure to tune in. Of course, his name was mentioned in this so-called reshuffle. I've had no discussion with him, 
And I will say, without insulting in any way the Premier who recommends to the Governor whom he wants to serve in his Cabinet, I don't see that change taking place because in my view, it does not make sense. And I stand by that. The number to call is 1-900-2222-007. We just have two minutes to go, so if there's any burning issue, feel free and uh, call in now. Or you may text your command 244-7332. Well, the budget session is finished. Lots of goodies. Lots of monies to be spent. And like the leader of the opposition and others might have said, there are some areas that could have done with some more. But I guess at the end of the day, it will boil down to how best we utilize that which we do have. Of course, living in Grand Turk, I look forward to see that $8 million from what used to be called the Carnival Infrastructure Fund being spent in that community. And I would wish that it would be a way that is spread around that no one big fish don't eat up everything in that pond. Morning, good morning. A good morning. Go right ahead, Skipper. Well, Lord, I uh, hear the minister the other day talking about cleaning up the uh, immigration situation. And I had a good friend of mine who didn't want to come on air, but he made a valid point to me by saying that you can't just fake it. You got to do it. You understand me? You can't have a uh, clean up uh, or straighten up on the road today and then next month and month after next. Clean up the road, even if it Block traffic. It got to get cleaned up. Too much illegals around here. We need this island of Providencialis need some serious, 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 serious immigration cleanup. Thank you. Oh, thank you very much. Well, we're out of time, but I'll just make one closing comment on that. Of the two conversations I had with the former governor, before all this upsurge in crime, I said to him then that I think Provo needed sectional lockdowns. You go into a given area, lock that off. Hunt down the gunmen, the guns, the drugs, the illegals. He told me that what we wanted was a military state or a police state, and that can't happen. He went on to say to me, and I tell no lie, even behind his back, and I've repeated this even while he was here, that what we want, we can't afford. And then he said it took Bermuda, I think he said something like 14 or 16 years, to bring their situation under control. And I wondered, was he saying to me then it will take us 16 years? And for that reason, I never spoke to him a second time until when he made the throne speech, when he referred to some of the same actions that I suggested being taken. And so... I would just hope, like you said, the minister don't fake it, but really go out there and do it. 
with that, we're out of time. Thanks to my guests who were here earlier on, to the many of you who have been listening to the show. Have a great weekend. Go on and support the Scholastic, Scholastic uh, Cultural Event here tomorrow night. God bless you. <laughs>